everyone and welcome to another episode of Getting Through With. Yes, I am impromptably, impromptably, unimprompted, whatever that word is, took a week off last week. I was in Melbourne, work got really busy. Um, You know how it is? Me, chill, relaxed, unreliable, but at the same time, sort of reliable. You know, that's the vibes. Anyways, we are kicking off um, today's episode with the beautiful Milo Hartel. She is a model, performer, Black Lives Matter advocate and self-titled fat and queer content creator. Her work focuses on diversity and representation for her community. She is a fucking force to be reckoned with and has the most beautiful energy. I had the privilege of... Firstly, seeing her walk on a runway at the opening of Melbourne Fashion Week. And I was like, who is that? And then we did the old exchange DM. And now here we are. I feel so blessed to have met her and so privileged to be able to interview her today. She is just a bundle of joy and wisdom and insight and love. And I'm very, very excited about this chat. Um, There is a few little crackles in the audio. Bear with me. They only go for a few seconds or two. Um, but yeah, don't stress about it. It happens. Technology. We're not friends. And I'm not going to pretend to be a professional on here because it's just not my vibe. So deal with it. It only lasts for two secs a few times. Anyways, without further ado, here is Milo. Hello, Milo, and welcome to Conversation with Kath. I am so excited to have you here for this conversation. Um, we only met a few days ago, really, like a week ago today. Truly. I saw you on the catwalk and I was yes. like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> what can I say? They were like, the, the brief was have fun on the catwalk. And I was like, have fun. All right. Let me out there. Let me at him. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, so I'm very glad connections were made. Um, I feel very happy. As am I. This connection. I ask all um, of my guests just a few simple questions to get to know a little bit more about you. So I would love to know what is your favorite color, movie, song, and food? Okay. My favorite color is pink because I I used to wear a lot of black growing up when I, you know, being plus size and stuff. And then all of a sudden one day I was like, I'm going to get like a whole bunch of pink clothes. And I was like, I am the girliest, cutest little bitch out there. So then now I love pink. I really love pink. I never wear pink now, but I love pink. Is it a certain uh, shade of pink or just any pink? This pink. Show me. <laughs> <laughs> this pink. Oh, yeah, that's a hot pink. Is that a button up shirt as well? Because I'm, I'm into that. It isn't. They're like, what they're is like that? Pants. Oh, they're, they're pants. pants. Uh, even better. They're unironed. Don't judge me. That's okay. I don't even own an iron. I actually don't even own a washing machine, so I don't judge. Don't talk to me about it. Don't talk to me about it. I literally didn't. I was in shock. I didn't say anything. No, I also like pink because... I get to live my legally blonde fantasy. Like I go out in all my pink with my bleached blonde hair. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Elwood's today. Elwood's vibes. That's hot. Um, favorite movie? movie and song and food. Okay. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite movie is Halle Berry's Catwoman. Okay. It, it may be one of the worst rated films of all time, <laughs> but I, I just love it. I can, I'm one of those people who I can watch it and like speak with all the characters in it. I just, I think hot black, you know what? Young me didn't, who didn't realize that they were a bit queer was like, I don't know. I just really like the scene where Halle Berry's walking around in the cut up leather suit covered in oil and, and glitter. I don't know. I just, something about it speaks to me. We all have a story <laughs> like that. Don't you worry. <laughs> well, it was I remember telling my friend when the day I accidentally came out because I didn't realize I was coming out, but I was yeah. like, "Yeah, don't worry." Halle Berry's just like pretty, and they were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "No, like really pretty," and they were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, oh, 
Oh, well, there you go. There we you love go. to see it. We my love to like, see it. You didn't know that you were like, no. And I grew up in, anyway, my favorite song is Them Changing. I mean, I'm so happy for that cast. story. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, anyway, I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> Well, my friends were like, you didn't know that you were, and I was like, well, I grew up in a very accepting family and I've got a lot of gay people in my life. I always just assumed I would just know, but no, I didn't have the, the, it didn't all add up yet uh, until. Hindsight is a beautiful thing. Isn't it just, or even as a kid, I like, I would run around in my little I think that's why I used to wear a lot of black was because I wanted to be Halle Berry. I think that was the thing is as much as I thought she was beautiful, I also wanted to be her. That's always so, what I know. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, a little brown girl. Not often that there's beautiful brown people being the leads of a movie. I was like, oh, if I cut my hair short, which look, look at me now. I was going to say, now. stunning. <laughs> the scene where she's cutting her hair and there's all the. the it's very hot. It's very hot. It's camp as hell. And then yeah. when she just drinks a glass of milk, I love milk. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I'm Halle Berry. Amazing. Noted. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> what am I like? What am I like? Um, Favourite song is Them Changes by Thundercat. Great. Sometimes it's Walk On By by Dionne Warwick. Okay. Great song. And then my favourite food would probably be my nana's beef stroganoff makes it like her she's 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 good i've had beef stroganoff my housemate is like a bit of a chef and so he'll be like uh anything you want i can make it and he made a beef stroganoff i was like wasn't it was good it was you know what he's a chef it was fantastic but i was like it's not my nana's not my nana's yeah there's some foods like that where it has to be made by a specific person otherwise it just ain't it Exactly. I'm like, you know, it's not the same when I, when, when Anton's cooking, I'm like, it'll be fine. He'll make it and it'll be done. When my Nana's cooking, I'm like, does she need help? She's really going to lift that whole pot and pan by herself. Okay, sure. It'll be fine. No worries. Yep. Do you need help now? Nope. Okay. No worries. <laughs> oh my God. I love <laughs> Does your Nan live in Perth? She does. My whole family lives in Perth, except for my wonderful aunties who live here and look after me whenever I so need to be looked after. That's so cute. Yeah, no, it is very nice. They're cool. <laughs> <laughs> my family is in Perth, including my sister, who's a bit of a queen. She's eight. Uh, oh my god, she's eight. So she got a little. You got a little sister. That I do. She is. She's a sassy little person (laughs) (laughs) incredible um (laughs) well speaking of work and being in melbourne and all the things i would firstly love to know how you got into modeling and what that journey has been like for you kind of by accident i um was out i was out and about and um met my original agent whilst I think I was at the club or something or no I met I met one of the models from my old agent at a club and she was like oh my god you should model you would be great here's my agent's card and I was like I you know growing up in Perth I was like this bitch is taking the piss out of me she really thinks I'm gonna believe that some <laughs> model would be interested in me as a model because I had dabbled a little bit in Perth, but like lots of agency. Because I moved here in 2019 mm-hmm. and most agents were like, oh, fat and black and very queer looking. I don't really think there's going to be any work for you. Like, who are you going to model for? And, you know, it, being from Perth, I was like, yeah, true, actually. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, move here. That happens. I'm like, this bitch is trying to make a fool out of me. I'm no fool. I'm not an idiot. Like whatever. So I called my mom and I'm like, you're never going to guess what happened at Poof Doof last night. And I sent her the card and I was like, it looks really real, but I'm, I'm not stupid enough to believe that. Mm. 
anyway my mum emails me on the Thursday of that week that was the weekend and she's like okay you said in your schedule that you don't do uni from 11 till 4 on Fridays right and I was like yeah and she's like cool you got a meeting with this agent at 12 um go looking nice hustle and I was like mum why have you done this to me? I'm going to rock up and there's going to be 12 people from Prank Patrol like, don't you look stupid, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) So I go, very tentative, like, this is not going to end up well. And then I signed with my then agent that day uh, and the rest was history. Um, Yeah, it was very, like, I'm, I'm a bit of a pessimist from time to time. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go to this agent. And I didn't really know the suburbs. And I was in Brunswick and I was like, this looks dodgy already. I don't believe that this is, um, like, look at all of these warehouses. I'm going to get murdered today. This is what's happening. <laughs> no, it was very nice. And I um, it started a lot of journeys for me in terms of becoming somewhat of a voice in representation in the modeling and performing arts industries and also being able to represent for bigger people and in in beginning to represent for plus size people bigger women bigger men bigger people i was really lucky to be able to find a lot of love for myself and you know if you had told me at the start of first year that I would be modeling for underwear and bikinis, I would have been like, really girl? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> really bitch. <laughs> yeah. When they could get anything. Yeah, but it's been, been a modeling, I think, because I studied musical theater at VCA. Um, I've been done theater and musical theater my whole life. And as much as I think the theater community likes to, advocate being progressive and being forward thinking it oftentimes was a place that I found myself I mean still even now find myself being like you know I'm too fat I'm too black I'm too gay looking to this to that to be a lead and you know I had at other drama schools I've been to have had people be like you know you're so talented but you know you're, you're destined to be the the side the, the friend character the the black character the the magical negro in the show and I'm like yeah okay and just kind of accepted that but modeling which I feel like isn't always the case with a lot of people because the modeling and fashion industry has its own set of just fuckery (laughs) that that seems to infiltrate it for me I've been very lucky to find it quite an empowering space Mm. and place that's made me really believe in myself and I mean even with shows like the one we were at last Monday, like yeah. if I show, I was like in Melbourne Fashion Week, we're having a parade of the gays. Who <laughs> yes. Who would have thought? Not yeah, me. Totally. So you would say that your experience in the modelling industry has been mostly positive then? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. any negative experiences I've had, you know, I've been really lucky that my agent because I'm now with Bella and Vivian's like whenever I if something bad happens like they sort it out so quickly and easily and it doesn't become a whole thing like I you know, I had one experience where a song with the n-word was playing and someone on set who was not a fellow n-word said the n-word and I was like oh and I texted my agent and it was sorted out in minutes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great. Yeah, that's hell. done. That was cool. Yeah. Great. <laughs> sorted. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Like things like that happen at, at some spaces in the arts and you're like, mm-hmm. Hey, this thing happened. And they're like, well, there's not really much we can do. You know, we didn't really see it. So it doesn't count. And it's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> sure. It's so crazy. I do find that like I've worked in, you know, similar to you. I used to model, not really anymore, but I used to model and then I'm also an actor. And I find it so interesting how I find now from like, I've been at it for like six years. 
I feel like the arts is always in this. It, it's so weird. Like I find like the arts is kind of sometimes or is like the first, like, you know, most creatives are quite like forward thinkers, but then the industry is quite like halted. It gets a very odd, I don't know. I find the dynamic to be so, so odd. Cause like most of my like queer friends, for example, are I've met through being in the arts, but then the industry is quite backwards like it's so like weird like even as we see all these other industries finally slowly but surely getting a grips of like what we need to be doing in order to progress it is weird that I do always feel like um the arts or especially like the theater world or tv is like 50 steps behind do you find that as well oh yeah for sure I mean I think, I think as well, like the modeling industry, I think is so much quicker to move forward because I guess all they need to find to be progressive is the look like, and I guess that's so much easier to, to, to quickly change than like a whole idea of a story. But I, it's just funny because of how, like, it's very rare that in your everyday life you meet a creative that is problematic like but then you walk into an audition room for one of these bigger things and then you know there's an all white panel or yep. I went into an audition and I had been asked by the team to audition for the lead so I prepared all of the rep for the lead and I and I walk in and they were like oh and I was like hi and they were like who are you here for and I was like oh, I'm here for the lead character which I won't say but mm. I was like I'm here for the lead character and they were like really you're not here for the for the and they said another character who that character is fat and I was like look, look when I got asked to audition I did assume that you wanted to see me for that role but I was probably surprised you wanted to see me for the other one and they but just the whole time we're just like looking at my stomach and looking at me and looking at my tummy and looking at me and looking at the sides. And then at the end of it, they were like, do you think you could have a sight read of the other character? And I was like, yeah, I can have a go. And they were like, yeah, see that suits you way better than the other one. And I was like, okay, well, you're the one who asked me to audition for it. So that's I'm going to say awful. that's your fault, but uh, sure. That's it so awful. Just, that's what I mean. Like, it's so weird. Like that contrast and like, you know, cause it, yeah. And it, it's kind of, kind of fucked. Cause like, if we all got together, like, why do we all allow this when we're all quite, like I said, like all of my, like some of my most, like my friends that I learned the most from as well are friends from the arts, but then shit like that happens all the time in, in, in so many different ways. Like it is quite odd. Um, now I'm just angry. <laughs> now I'm like, what are we going okay, to Fuck the podcast. What are we going to do? <laughs> All right. What are we doing? Let's make some signs. Uh, I've heard there's a protest going on. I'll organize the protest. I'll get the Facebook group going. <laughs> well, my next question, I feel like we kind of like answered, but if you wanted to elaborate any more, I was just going to ask, how do you navigate yourself in an industry that is stereotypically very thin and whitewashed and if you have had any challenges breaking the mold? Um, I think the first thing that I try to do is make sure that I call out the bullshit. I definitely have only really come to knowing how to navigate that in the last year or so. Um, I don't know, wait, can you hear me? Are you frozen? Hello. I can hear Hello you. into the ether. I can hear you. Um, okay, great. <laughs> um, I definitely, it came from a place of, I, you know, I used to know things were, were not right, but not know how to say that it wasn't right. Like I would have things happen. I'd be like, oh, that made me feel sad. And everyone would be like, what? <laughs> I'd be like, well, it's, um, I don't know why it just I'm not happy with that and they'd be like well if you don't know why then you can't just stop a lesson midway through you're just interrupting you like the sound of your own voice and I was like okay and then the 
the explosion that was 2020 happened and Mm. all of a sudden everyone had a real hyper consciousness to diversity and how conversations seem to affect people of color when it's about people of color but they're not involved in the conversation that would have been interesting because that was your second year right that was second year and I had also I did it was my second year at uni but my third year of musical theater training at an institution because I was at Whopper for a year before VCA yeah and um you know all drama schools are very interesting um when it comes to looking at diversity and you know people who don't fit in the mold and how education serves not just white people you know we had some big conversations last year me and the other person of color who was in my class who is now in harry potter aisha stephanie adara um, i know right i was like like, you're gonna leave me here you're gonna leave me here to go be in harry potter you bitch how dare you (laughs) how dare you book book halfway through how dare you get employed during yeah right god some ally she was anyway (laughs) (laughs) we had some big chats about how with you which they were very receptive of we had specifically a couple teachers who were really on our side last year but you know discussing things like yeah we were looking at some american texts that were from like the 1500s until like the late 1800s and we had some questions brought up that were like you know what would someone like you have been doing at this time and Aisha and I were like slavery and they're like no like a job and we were like slavery (laughs) what do you want me to do that's and which is just so like I get why that's asked you know looking at character analysis but you can just see that black women were not taken into account when this when thinking about that fucking yeah oh my god yeah and you know when things like that happen and you know looking at texts like most of our texts the women like are literally written in the script to be thin white petite and straight and have long blonde hair yeah. And, you know, like I'm saying to some of my teachers, it's very hard to sit in this work sometimes because I know if we were actually going to do it, then all of the other thin white blonde girls in the class are going to get cast in that role and not me. So mm-hmm. what's the point in trying to meet this character and learn how to do this when I'm never going to do this? <laughs> like, yeah. And as well, I was like, it's hard to ignore grades when we're doing things like this because... I'm like, yeah, of course my grades are going to be lower than everyone else's because I am worse at this because this is just nowhere near my lived experience at all. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, as much as I think that the grading is fair, like when are we going to get a a gay black fat text that everyone else can do worse in because they have no idea how to embody that and I get to be the person that understands and can really take on this character. Like when when is that going to happen for me? Yep. I don't think that's fair yeah like so a lot of conversations like that and trying to use my growing platform to make sure that I call things out and connect with other people who can say more and say better things and you know present that side of things because I think I think the the power of social media has definitely come to come to the front of these conversations especially last year when everyone was trapped but there was this huge revolution going on about about you know civil rights movement really in the the social media absolutely that was was and is still going on yeah yeah I think what was I've forgotten the question now no I mean I think you answered it perfectly we're just talking about how being in a whitewashed (laughs) industry and how you have found breaking the mold and I think you're explaining that you know perfectly as well with like modeling which I think is you know the same the same can of worms in terms Mm. of what the social ideal is there Mm. I have been really lucky to have agents that push push for me and push for other people who look like me And as well, I'm like, you know, with certain companies that I was like, I would never work with them. And then 
here we are. It's like, like I don't know the, the talent that they're missing out on and the fun that they're missing out on. Like, right. I always think that even if you look at, I mean, wait, that's gonna, probably going to lead into the next question anyway. But if we talk about just super simply where we met, Denny's show, even that, I'm like, literally, and like, it was so interesting because, you know, you could also tell the moments where they wanted to keep it, you know, lack of a better term, like conservative. And everyone was just kind of like, compared to like, Whoa! like it was fucking fun and, and engaging and heartwarming and like brought me to tears at some points. And I was just like, you idiots, like, this is what you're missing out on. Like we are like, we have so much like all of our different pockets being queer, black, like all these things, like plus size, like we bring so much more depth to things because we have really um, different lived experiences that are just so, have so much more, I think anyway, texture to them. And it like annoys me, like even like, I sometimes think, you know, fine, you want to talk about it from a capitalist standpoint, like still, we like do you know what I mean it frustrates me too well, that's like, the thing is like you don't know as much as you don't know the fun you're missing out on on the creative production performance side of things you also don't know like that I've never seen in a straight-edged fashion show that many queer people in one room ever mm -hmm that many people of color in one room yeah. and that's meaning on the, the modeling side but also the audience and right? that's where the money comes from is the and audience. people want to see themselves like and i think another thing if we talk about social media again social media as well as it has its negatives or whatever it has been such a catalyst for so many minority groups to infiltrate industries and demand change from respect like it's talking about fashion for example people are like they're like i want to see myself being represented i'm fucking done buying clothes that is modeled on people that like are like the tiniest percentage of society. Like that's not, no one fucking looks like that. Like, <laughs> well, and, and I think as well, like you don't realize what representation gives you. Like the, some of the best and most positive feedback I've gotten from, you know, doing the ads I've done and the modeling and the theater is people messaging like young young girls who look like me being like whoa I didn't think someone who looked like me could ever do this and I'm like I never say this but I'm like to be honest I didn't either but here we fucking are Woo! yeah, <laughs> yeah totally and, I, and just when you feel and like I mean last year I made a point of making sure because you know growing up in musical theater and theater I was of a very small amount of people of colour that I knew growing up and being in Perth and blah, 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 blah. So last year, like, I made a real point of being like, okay, I'm going to follow, I want my following to be equally white, thin people as it is fat people, queer people, black people, people who are trying to make the change that I'm trying to make in this industry. And that I feel so much less lonely in all of those industries and feel so much I mean, beautiful is such a, you know, difficult to grasp idea in someone else's mind, but like finding specifically other black fat women who I was like, whoa, like I can objectively say that that person is so beautiful made me be like, I, 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 I am that too. And I can be that too. Mm. Yeah. Representation matters. Boom. Boom. Perfect segue into the next question, which I feel like, again, we've kind of answered, but fuck it, we'll ask it anyway. Um, I was lucky enough to see you open for Melbourne Fashion Week, which um, my beautiful, I should say, our beautiful friend, Denny, directed the show. Um, I personally found that experience to be very emotional, as I said before, because I haven't, I mean, I've, you know, worked in the fashion industry as well as in the media, so gone to a lot of fashion shows, and I haven't seen something as inclusive as that show. So I just want to know how you found that experience being in the show and do you think the industry is moving in the right direction, which we kind of answered and said yes in some pockets. But was that what was that being in that show rather than observing it? What was that experience like for you? I It was very, it was very different to other shows I've been in. I think I was very lucky to do Vamp 
last year. I can't believe that was only last year, 2020, start of before the pandemic feels like so long ago. Right. But I did vamp then and it was just such a different, such a different energy. I mean, even down to like the fitting, like I was stuck. And I mean, I mean, obviously I am more comfortable at fittings now because I've done more, but like, you know, it was really nice walking into my fitting with Denny, knowing that they would have taken into account my size because as much as I get hired for things as a plus size model, the amount of things I rock up on set and they're like, oh, 16, not a 10. Ah, shit. Okay. Well, um, all right. Well, we can, we'll make it work. And like having to be there, like, yep. I know, I know this isn't my fault, but I feel like it's my fault. Yeah, right. It. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that was, like, the first thing was, like, walking on, walking in and, like, knowing that everything would have been taken into account and that I wasn't going to have to feel uncomfortable and that I, you know, knowing that someone is queer before you get there, just somewhere in your your background of your mind, it's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And I think as well on the day, like I've, I haven't been on a back, backstage where there's been so, so much positive attention to the models. Like I feel like a lot of the time it's just like, you know what you're doing, get there, do it. Mm-hmm. But Danny, like before we all went on, they were like, you look so beautiful. You're going to kill it. Okay. Just give them everything you've got. Like if you want to do a shimmy, then do a shimmy. I'm like, thanks mom. Love you guys. <laughs> God, love them so much. Yeah. And I think as well, I haven't been in a backstage where there's just like instantly felt like family. It was very like, you know, queer people were just. Yeah, literally. We're like, I love you. (laughs) We're alive and we're here and we're thriving. Yeah, (laughs) literally. And so it was just like, you know, I've never made so many friends at a runway. Like, I've, you know, a lot of a lot of models sometimes you backstage and it's very. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're not on you're not on the Melbourne Fashion Week diet. Okay, you want to eat all of that? Okay, interesting. Well, I'm gonna go out for my cigarette and my coffee, but whatever. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yes, I've had one many like, of those those experiences in my life. Yeah, I'm just there, like girly i am gonna eat i have uni at nine o'clock tomorrow morning i am a singer so i will not be smoking and coffee dehydrates your vocal cords so, <laughs> no i won't be doing that i have things I to do that. yeah yeah retweet hey i'm like i'm like they knew how big i was when they hired me i'm not going on a diet now are you kidding <laughs> fuck that shit honestly yeah i yeah i quit modeling so i know <laughs> i know what that's all about i think i was very lucky that the times that i have joined both modeling and musical theater slash theater slash acting screen acting blah 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 because it's been like at time you know when i joined modeling there was a real shift into yeah inclusivity especially not on the west coast the west coast is getting there now so i'm like right. maybe over the summer i'll go home for a bit seeing as they're they're looking for some bigger girls <laughs> but when i moved here it was like there was that a huge shift that then mm. so i was made to feel very comfortable wherever i went and then you know after last year the theater industry is like we love people of color no seriously we do so then i'm like okay great do you want to see me for an audition i'll be there yeah yeah no that's good I, I, I like I I just like obviously my only touch point would be modeling and um yeah I was there at like the time just before the shift and I quit like maybe a year before that happened um because it was impossible to like especially me I'm short so being like a short model like I had to be ridiculously underweight in order to get work and yeah. there was just no way in fresh hell I could like recover from 
food shit like being in that industry but it's been really beautiful like I think recently I got hired on I got I got hired as a model for some like thing but it was just firstly so weird I was like weird that I'm hired and secondly just really like being on set and being like oh my god the industry has changed so much since I started like it's nuts so good so many models that I talk to who've been working for ages are like you know we'll be like at lunchtime and the food will be like not just a salad and they're like oh could you like talking to each other yeah um I'm, I'm the fresh baby on the block miss 21 here but everyone else is like could you imagine this on bloody blast shoot a few years ago i couldn't imagine it and there i am halfway through my my, my chicken carbonara like huh <laughs> yeah, that, would been, that would have been so awful <laughs> like i just yeah they used to yeah. tell you like if you had a shoot to not eat before or like starve yourself before don't drink water they would like tell you well I mean so much care as well goes into that kind of thing now like so many I'm just not a morning person so Mm -hmm. if I if I eat before like 10 it's gonna make me feel sick so normally I'll bring my breakfast with me to set and then you know in that period after they've done your makeup or before they've done the lighting I'll eat then yeah like so many times I rock up to set and they're like, which one to check that you've eaten today? And I'm always like, no, I haven't, but it's not like I'm, it's just because it's six yeah. o'clock and I'm yeah. going to throw up. Yeah. So like, don't threaten me. I will vomit <laughs> on you if you make me eat right now. Yeah, I'm a triple threat. Vomit. <laughs> on you. Hot. No. But I think it's so, it's very. Yeah. It's so great now. Like you also now wouldn't get away with the shit that they used to say to us. Oh my god! Fuck no! You tell someone, right? Or you get on social media and be like, "This just happened to me." You know what I mean? That's like the power of social media. Everyone has a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I definitely think it is is on the way. Like as as compared to what I've heard and what I've seen, and I mean, what I can say with theater and music theater, like you know, I was very lucky to be the lead in my third year musical this year, and like if somebody had told me that the VCA was going to cast my fat ass as charity and sweet charity, I would have been like, I don't think so girl. Like me, like as well, like the amount of times in high school, like I would get told like, you're the perfect villain or secondary character. You're, you know, like we did a, we did a play in year 12 and everyone in the cast who of the leads, I was the only person of color. Everyone else in the class got 95% or above and I got I think 52 for our final mark for that play and like our teacher was like we know that you did the best that you could and I was like what the okay fuck? oh my god and like my high school teacher one of my high school teachers I saw them at a fringe thing mm. in earth and they were like you know oh what have you what have you ended up doing since you graduated and I was like oh I went to Whopper and they were like you really okay and was that for the one year? And I was like, yeah, it was for the one year. And they're like, oh, great. So now what are you doing? And I was like, oh, well, I got into acting at Whopper and VTA Musical Theatre. And they're like, you got into acting? Oh, wow. Sorry. That's so fucked up. That, that's kind of it was so fun. It was very fun. My friend was with me like, who was that? I was like. I fucking hate school teachers. I've had a lot of experiences with like. It was I- just. I was like, this bitch who's teaching drama. at Teaching high- children, school, mind you. come for me like this. I'm like, all right. I, I just like, she was like, really? You? Well, anything can happen. And I was like, yeah, thanks, miss. Thanks so what much. What the fuck? I, I like, just to dig the knife in, I was just like, you know what? Your unwavering support is what has gotten me here. So thank you. Yeah. Like, I'm also a model. Um, I'm also on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've got What do you do with your life? <laughs> Nice. Oh, that's oh, really. Oh, we're, oh, we're doing that play again. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Mm, okay. But I do think it is going in the right direction because, like, okay, <laughs> here we here we are. Here we are. Here we got to, We got to, I got to put the, that bell note in. Like, I do think it is going in the right direction. <laughs> but shit has been fucked. Shit's been wild, but we're going in the right direction. <laughs> um, well, as well as modeling, you, as we've just touched on, are a very talented performer. Mind what little miss, miss, mister, person, drama, teacher, Mace A. 
Um, how did you, like, what do you love most about performing and how, how, where did that love, like, where did it come from? And what, yeah, what do you love about performing? I really like making people smile and laugh. And that's just always been something I've liked to do. I think, you know, as, as unfortunately is not the case for a lot of performers and just people in general is, you know, using theatre as a form of escape from just life. And I also just fucking love to sing. I, I, as much as teachers and people often say it to insult me, I do like the sound of my own voice. I sound great. (laughs) I agree. I absolutely agree. But some other people like it as well. So I I can vouch. (laughs) So I, I just, I think as well, having the power to tell a story is just so magical. And I think the void of theatre has now shown a lot of people how magical that experience of storytelling is, especially with, you know, I was very lucky to have my almost professional theatre debut in Cyrano at MTC this year, which is a play that was written by the lovely Virginia Gay. And, you know, being a part of that story was just very very special um getting to have a store like a a play at the mtc where there's a gay kiss a gay motherfucking kiss can you believe i most certainly could not yeah and getting to be a part of stories like that is just i don't even know if there's words that can describe the magic that that is and totally i think as well a lot of theatre and I feel like no matter what theatre, like I mean you know Sweet Charity is one of the most cookie cutter basic most people know Hey Big Spender like it's just one of those musicals everyone knows you wouldn't think that you could politicise that but you know in my body I feel like no matter what theatre I do it's political and there's a message in it even if it's not the message of the show that is about representation and I just think that for me personally, it's a form of quiet activism. Like whenever I do something, I'm like, yeah, I, I got my that black ass up on this stage and we're going to tell this story of sweet charity, but there's going to be interlaced in that the effect of racism in New York in the 60s because the amount of scenes in Sweet Charity where the police just show up and I'm like, in any other production, mm. she's a skinny little white lady she's going to be fine. But mm. in our production, you know, I was like, we can really represent the fear that would have been in black women in the sixties when the police just show up to things happening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, I think theater is very powerful and very magical and the release of entertainment, I don't think gets enough credit mm-hmm. for the actual workload that actors take on of wanting to, please and impress audience members as a part of the job Mm. like like people like you know you just get up on stage and you sing and you dance but if you don't do a good job of it then you know that's the producer that you've upset like before before anyone else you've upset the producer all the other people on the team like the audiences that have paid good money to see a show that they want to that they want to see and I think I think theatre is very magical. Cool. I agree. <laughs> Just yeah, I yeah. Retweet don't, as much. As it can be a bitch of an industry to be involved in, and mm. there's all the problems that we have discussed already. There is a lot of magic to it, and I think if the industry continues in the direction that it's going, that the magic will be just even further amplified by representation being a part of that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Totally, um, dear. Huh? <laughs> I just like to- totally reminds me of, you know, surfs up. He's like, totally. Or is that Nemo? Nemo. Nemo is like, totally, dude. Turtles. Totally, dude. <laughs> we'll just end that question there with totally, dude. <laughs> um, what is your relationship like with your body, especially working in spaces where, you know, your body is typically a point of reference as a model? 
how is that for you? Really fucking good, to be honest. I feel like a lot of plus size, I mean, I definitely can't say that that's always been the case. I doing theatre and modelling actually has never really made me too, like if anything, I've been very, very lucky to be very liberated by modelling and, Mm. you know, every time I see myself somewhere, I'm like, fuck, look at that that's a back roll and that is on fucking Maya's lingerie across the country. And that Amazing. is hot. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. But I, um, I think I, I worked very hard to love and embrace my body. I, yeah, I, I think I'm very, very lucky that despite the industries I work in, I, got a very positive relationship with my body because I know that that is not the case for a lot of people and you know the amount of times I <laughs> on social media get called brave by strangers and I'm like I don't really know if I'm brave because I'm posting a bikini pic that but stuff annoys me so so much I have a whole bone to pick with people that like point out things like there have been times with me and like I have I have immense thin privilege um but I have no shame and like what I kind of what I've learned to kind of you know be like fuck it and I'll get messages like I'll put up a video of me like I don't know dancing or something and I'll get DM through being like oh my god like it's so like brave of you to like just dance with like your rolls out and in my head I'm like well I wasn't thinking about it but now that you pointed it out I'm like do you know what I mean shit I'm like me and my just don't comment on people's bodies like this is so stupid and also it's going from someone like me that I'm like like what like what shut the fuck up it's just the youth like i i always my house one of my housemates and i whose name is jimmy we had just a (laughs) we had an inside joke for ages whenever someone would call me brave on instagram he'd be like well they're a coward because there's nothing more cowardly than being skinny in 2021 like what a coward (laughs) every every time someone would call me brave he'd be like oh coward coward absolute coward oh well they're afraid obviously god it was just like a hot because i'm like brave i'm like there are people there are people at wars there are people like queer people and black people that are facing death every day but me posting a bikini pic is what's getting credit for being brave it's ridiculous all right i'm out here being a black activist every day getting called a fat bitch and like facing scrutiny from wherever experienced all the things I've experienced in my life, like down to domestic violence, shit like that. But the bikini pick, that's that, where I get the bikini pick. That is the brave thing I've done. Had, the fact that I had the nerve to post a bikini pick. I can't believe it. I still, I'm still in shock. Give her a bronze medallion. Give her. Yeah. Straight give up. her the Nobel Peace Prize for bravery. Like she deserves it for that bikini pic. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but I've been very lucky to really love my, like, I mean, you know, anyone who knows me, I'm constantly walking past mirrors like, God damn, what is that? Like, oh, all right. She's a bit of all right or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, but I worked really hard to have that, especially last year in making sure I followed people who looked like me, who made me feel happy and monitoring, you know, even like down to monitoring, like the things that your family says. And yeah, and I love my family. They're very lovely, but you know, as Christmas is for most people can be a difficult time from time to time and yeah. making sure that I monitor like, Hey, if someone mentions something about what I'm eating or if someone says something about my weight, I'm just going to, ignore it it's none of my business what other people think of me mm. and you know and if I audition for shows and they're like you need to be smaller then I'm like I'm gonna note that and I'm gonna never audition for that production company again yep or if I do I'm gonna make sure that they've got xyz amount of people of color on the panel and they've got this many fat people on the panel and that I'm gonna email them before I get there to check that it's a safe space yep I think I think Honestly, you just got to set your boundaries with yourself and think of being realistic with myself about 
before I get places how safe it's going to be for me and putting my guards up in relativity to that yeah. and knowing what I need to block out. And as everyone does, I have days where sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, bit fat today. But then like thinking like, well, why, why do I think that? What's going on with me right now that's making me have that feeling? Does it matter in my day that I'm looking a bit fat today? Is it going to affect like anything in my day? Like thinking, am I just, am I just may actively making myself have a worse day today? Mm. Like everyone's got shit to do. Why am I going to add that into the mix? Like mm. I, it doesn't always work. You know, my housemates sometimes <laughs> will probably having a cry and they're like, what's wrong? I'll be like, I don't know. I'm just feeling sad today. And they're like, well, okay. Everybody has that. I'm like, yeah, I do. I feel that. Yeah. I think my relationship with my body is very lucky, very luckily quite positive. Yeah. That's so good. Well, sadly, we're at the last um, question of today's no. chat. And I would just like to know what is one thing you would like people to take away from this chat if they could take one thing? Take one thing away from this chat. I think making sure to speak out for yourself and for others in any context that you need to. I think people underestimate the power of words and the power of speaking up in, in firstly, like causing change to happen and get like I mean everything that's happened this last week with Denny and the shows that Denny has produced I don't think would have happened without people speaking out and saying how amazing Denny is and that we want more representation and that we want shows that are like this but I think also speaking up for things like that helps you love and appreciate yourself more and I just I, I think I like had last year not happened and all the big voices and people speaking up for the right thing. I really do wonder where I would be today. Like I, I don't know, had last year happened, I don't think I would still be at uni. Mm. Had last year happened, I don't know if I would have strived so much to audition for things that I ended up auditioning for. I don't know if someone like me would have been in a Google ad. I don't know if someone like me would have been walking this fashion week. I don't know if someone like me would have such a positive relationship with myself and my blackness and my fatness and my queerness and all of that in relation to musical theatre and theatre and acting and modelling. And all of that comes down to people speaking out for the right thing and mm. for good things for themselves and for other people. Yeah. Speak up. Represent. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Be hashtag brave. Be brave. Post those Be bikini brave. pics, babe. <laughs> if, every, if anyone could take something away from this, it's share Milo Hartel's bikini pics. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. This has been such an incredible chat and I feel so privileged that you wanted to jump on here with me. So thank you so much. Thank you. I don't listen to many podcasts, but this is actually one that I listen to. So when you oh, really? Like, on, I was like, please, yes. Trying to act cool. like, yeah, yeah, sure. I, like, I'd love to be. <laughs> oh, that makes me so fucking happy. Oh, my God. I remember when you DM'd me after the show, I was like, just casually proud, like, yeah. But I was like, this hot bitch DM me. <laughs> ah, well, thank you. <laughs>